Good morning, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. This is Ken Sternfeld. It is a daily dose for Sunday, January 6th. Our Sunday conversations focus on my RxVIP. These are people in our industry who I feel are doing good and advancing our profession, which really is focused on patient care. So anyone, it doesn't matter what you do. It could be anyone from a technician at a store to a pharmacist to the CEO of a company or someone who's even outside our industry who is recognizing that our profession as pharmacists needs to be recognized and also needs to advance patient care. So last week was a very good week to start the year off, actually. You know, 2018 was filled with a lot of uncertainty, a lot of announcements about what is that going to mean to me? And we're not going to rethink the negative. We're going to think that even hopefully some of the mergers and acquisitions, which don't appear to be very, very positive for the patients, things like the CVS and Aetna deal. We're not going to talk about the negative. Sunday's about talking about the positive. Maybe that merger and acquisition will result in more pharmacist positions for our profession. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if there were an advancement in the work environments? for a CVS retailer who is now working in a healthcare environment, as opposed to just flipping burgers at a drive through window, you know, as a retail chain store. So the hope would be that through these acquisitions, positive change occurs. And more than just a positive bottom line change for the corporation, but a positive change for the stakeholders, not the shareholders, But the stakeholders who come to work every day and put that lab coat on and work on the brand that the CVSs and the Walgreens have. And even though we're working as pharmacists, we're representing your brand. So you need to kind of recognize that we're people too and that we have things that need to be addressed as well. So hopefully... As these giants of pharmacy move forward, forward, and in the wake of their, their mission, so many things can happen bad. Maybe their goal is to obliterate independent pharmacies <clears throat> from the corners of every community. They certainly do things from a business standpoint that would make you think about that. But let's think about the positive, about having health care solutions available to more patients. Isn't what the corporate structures of those companies say is going to be accomplished? So let's look at the glasses being half full and not half empty. 2018 was a challenging year. Okay, a lot of change. But through change comes opportunity. So let's look at these changes that the industry giants are moving forward. Did we mention Amazon? Everyone says, oh, negative, negative, negative. Look at the positive. Look at PillPack. Look at delivery systems to more patients. Look at what they're doing positively. Don't be a negative just whatever that means. Don't be negative. Be positive about our profession because your culture and your feeling transcends to the people you work with. It transcends to the patients you serve. If you're cranky because of your work environment, do two things. Get out and don't. The second thing is don't 
bring that baggage to work. Because when you bring it to work, a negative attitude is like a chronic disease. And that negative attitude transcends to your work staff. If you're a manager, they see you being cranky, they're cranky. When they're cranky, the customers who are cranky to come in with, that's a cranky, cranky combination that's sure to make for a horrible day. So be positive. Kind of clean the slate in 2019. Recognize that you're in a situation that perhaps you can't change right now. Recognize a solution that is perhaps very challenging physically, financially, mentally, professionally. Well, either leave or leave your troubles at the door. Don't bring that negative attitude to work because it transcends to everything that's done. So the positives that I've seen happen in 2019 in just a few short days is yesterday I announced, or didn't announce, but I spoke about how Michael Bloomberg has made a contribution through his charity of $50 million to advance uh, the cause of opioid uh, addiction and to work with 10 states to provide resources so that they could advance uh, this this tremendous national epidemic. You know, there's going to have to be a call for more types of contributions and more money spent to address this tragedy that takes lives. So, you know, kudos to Michael Bloomberg again, even on Sunday. He's my RxVIP. He's someone I look up to and saying, there's a man who's doing what he can. And it's not just about the money, as I said yesterday. It's his commitment to be a philanthropist, to care. Pharmacists are caregivers. Pharmacists are caregivers of ourselves, our loved ones, our parents, our children, and of course, the patients that we serve. So if you don't take a caregiving attitude about how you can help and not just think about the money, then you're just going to be a pill counter. And you're just going to be someone who potentially can be replaced by a less expensive pill counter, by a younger pill counter, by a pill counter who can work longer hours than you are physically able to, and to a pill counter who's going to cost the company less money then they're paying you. <clears throat> That's not a position you want to be in. So don't just think about that money. Think about how you can become a patient advocate and someone who cares about the patients and shows it every day in the tough environments that we work in. So my RxVIP are those people and their tens of thousands of wonderful patient-centric pharmacists Keep doing what you're doing. Keep focusing on the patient. Keep working for the patient. When those supervisors come in, yeah, you'll do those numbers by engaging a team in your store that has that same positive attitude. Excuse me. So my RxVIP is a lot of the listeners out there. I know dozens and dozens of pharmacists who I've had the pleasure of working with. Every one of them is a concierge pharmacist. Every one of them is a patient advocate. And every one of them is kind of unhappy that the work environment that they're working in doesn't seem to give them that recognition. Yes, we want to be recognized as providers, but wouldn't it be nice if the people who pay us and work in the retail environment, our bosses, recognized us as people, 
recognize the fact that they can't open their store without our license on the wall. But anyway, we're not going to solve those problems, and Sundays are about uplifting and positive. One of the other things that I saw in the news uh, just this week was a very, very nice announcement that uh, Bristol Myers has bu- is buying a company called Celgene, and it's a $74 billion deal, one of the biggest deals you know out there. So one of my RX VIP, my very important people, is CEO of Bristol Myers Squibb, Giovanni Caffarillo. And what he has done is he has recognized that this is the first big deal of a pharmaceutical giant, Bristol Myers, and a biotech giant, Celgene, in a very long time. I think it's the biggest deal ever on record. <clears throat> That's quite an accomplishment and quite, quite a way to uh, start off the new year. You know, this, the acquisitions always look for synergies and cost reductions, and I'm sure that there'll be billions of dollars of synergies by combining these two companies who've both made a lot of investment in cancer drugs. But individually, they both face challenges in their, in their business. So by coming together, uh, they're going to be able to address as a combined entity and enhance their leadership positions across everything, including the cancer and immunology, immuno, the cancer and, and all of the things that go in the development of new products and new solutions. <clears throat> they both come off tough years, but this, jo- this joint initiative will allow them to go to market in a very, very short-term and long-term positive business entity. So when I look at what a synergy like this means, I think personally about, I wish these things would have occurred before my father-in-law was diagnosed with cancer and had to deal with the trial and error of of prescribing and the drugs that were available and maybe new drugs that can be available would have kept him with us longer. So when you see a merger and an acquisition, and we talked about, you know, a CVS Aetna or a scenario and, and how that possibly could be positive if you look at it through you know, the right lens. Um, but this acquisition can only do good because if more solutions are developed through the joint efforts in this large joint initiative, more patients will live longer. And that's what we want in our healthcare industry. So my personal, uh, my RX VIP for this weekend are for Michael Bloomberg for putting his money where his mouth is. And I hope one day, if Michael, if you're listening, um, why wouldn't you be listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network? I mean, we have 68 uh, to 70,000 listeners, subscribers, and now we're on Helium. So we have 4.2 million listeners. So Michael, if you hear me, come on the show, talk to me. Let's talk about how we could use some of that $50 million to save more lives by incorporating pharmacogenetic testing into the opioid solution that the patients we want to give pain medication to should get the right drug, the right dose, and to have that information for their prescribers. Why would a prescriber prescribe the wrong opioid? Maybe it's not metabolized correctly. Maybe it goes through the system too quickly. 
So the patient needs more. You know, you don't have to go to school to understand pharmacogenetics. It's common sense. Wouldn't you want to know the right drug to prescribe to a, to a patient? This is the only test that gives you that information. So every pharmacist should be advocating for pharmacogenetic testing. Medicare has, I don't know, 33, 35, 36 million patients who have two or more chronic diseases. If they have two or more chronic diseases, they're taking polypharmacy, four, five, six, eight, ten medications to deal with that. The risk of an adverse drug reaction for those patients is well over 90%. And the adverse um, uh, drug reaction will cause will cause hospitalization. Two million people last year were hospitalized to an adverse drug reaction. Sadly, 125,000 of those died. So when we talk about opioids, tremendous loss of life, they estimate 74,000 to the the category and 47,000 to the actual opioids prescribed. 125,000 is more. It's like having an airplane that has 350 people on it crash every day for a year. Well, that's a national epidemic. That's a national healthcare crisis, but nobody hears about it. So we're going to be talking about on the Concierge Pharmacist Show how we can empower you to just give a letter, to give information to people in your community so that they can talk to their doctors. Because if you line 100 doctors up in a room, I don't know, maybe 85 to 90% of them don't even know about PGX testing. It's been around for 14 years. And certainly 98% of them are not implementing it in their practice. Well, as pharmacists, we need to care. We need to care that a simple two-minute buckle swab cheek test can give information that could save a life. So in 2019, my RxVIPs are every single listener on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Do one community event this year, just one. We've all done flu clinics. We've all done wellness clinics. We've taken blood pressure. We've given shots. We spoke about glucose and sugar. We've spoken about everything to keep the patients healthy. What about talking to the people who got 4 billion prescriptions prescribed last year? There are only about 250 million people in America who are taking medication. We estimate that 50 to 60 million don't take medication. But out of those 250 million patients, last year, they took 4 billion, with a B, prescriptions. So there's someone in your neighborhood who you can help in your community. Oh, by the way, there's someone at your dinner table or at your holiday table that you can help as well. If every pharmacist who listens to the Pharmacy Podcast Network had their mother or father or grandparent or sister or brother tested, we would save lives. So let's not make this difficult. Let's not talk about the business of pharmacogenetics. Let's talk about the benefits and the fact that there's no one more qualified than a pharmacist to raise awareness, to help facilitate that test with physicians, because wouldn't we want to collaborate with physicians as healthcare providers, and then to review those tests. Because when you get a test back, and if you just put it in on the the patient's health record and don't review it, that physician 
just doesn't even have information that he or she can act on. So the perfect intersection is for a pharmacist to review that test. So do a community outreach. Do one. Make an impact on somebody's life. You will feel better, and we will show you how to make money. Wouldn't it be great if you could make money and do good at the same time? That's not a job. That becomes a passion. I started doing this one day a week while I was working full-time at CVS Pharmacy, filling prescriptions, flipping burgers every, every hour I was there, being the best pharmacist I could. But I took one day a week off to focus on the patient and to help pay patients save money on their prescriptions and lower the risk of adverse drug reactions. So when people ask me what I do, I save lives. Everyone listening to this podcast, to this Daily Dose, to the, to the Concierge Pharmacist Show, to any of the shows that are wonderfully broadcast on the Pharmacy Podcast Network, every single one of the listeners can make a difference in patient care, can save a life. Save a life. It feels good. I'm telling you. Get in touch with us. Call 1-844-MY-RX-VIP. 1-844-697-9847. I'll show you how you can make money by doing good. There aren't too many job opportunities out there, and there are lots of jobs that you could get to fill to work hourly wages. This is something you can do. Make your own time. Do it on your own hours. Just do it when you feel like you want to get up in the morning and be a pharmacist like you went to school for, or be a student of pharmacy who's coming into our profession. You don't need to be licensed to care. So this is Ken Sternfeld for Sunday's Daily Dose. It's my RxVIP, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for your time and attention.